Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about the blockbuster sensation known as Barbie. came out this year, 2023, written and directed by Greta Gerwig, co-written by Noah Baumbach, starring Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, America Ferreira, Will Ferrell, as well as many, 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 many other amazing actors in this movie. Barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence. After the success of this movie, uh, after it, all the success it had, uh, my anticipation for this film was much higher than it would have been otherwise. The bar would have been very low, being a movie about a toy that I don't really have any connection to. Uh, I mean, my mom had Barbies, I remember. Or maybe they were just, I don't know if they were legit Barbies. I don't know. She had, like, like doll playhouse stuff, things that I remember playing with at one point, setting up the home stuff. And utilizing those with my, like, Hot Wheel cars, kind of combining worlds. Uh, but overall, Barbie's not uh, a brand or uh, uh, doesn't ignite any kind of nostalgia in my brain. So I didn't have many high expectations. Very similarly to Transformers. Didn't have Transformers growing up. So the Transformer movies that exist, uh, again, and those are movies that I haven't seen. Uh, I think maybe I've seen the first one. So, Barbie, in many ways, was at the same anticipation level for me as the uh, the Transformers movies were. Now, unlike the Transformers movie, this movie blew up. The fact that this movie, being released the same day, as same weekend as Oppenheimer, which is another movie I haven't seen. I am a big Christopher Nolan fan. I just don't go to see movies in theaters anymore. Uh, at least at the moment, but uh, the kind of online pairing of these two movies, the Barbenheimer, is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. I think it really did a lot more to boost the sales of Oppenheimer more than uh, it necessarily helped Barbie, but I think it also, it probably got more people to see Barbie in general. Like a lot of Dudes who went on dates, movie dates, with their girlfriends, and they did a double feature, probably went and saw this when they probably wouldn't have in other situations. So, kind of a, an insane phenomenon, uh, but my bar for this would have been very low when it got all the buzz, all the, the highest grossing, I think the highest grossing movie of... Warner Brothers, I think. I don't know. It's like it's broken records uh, in a lot of ways. And that's very interesting to me. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a great movie. 
Uh, I mean, most of the time, it just means it, that it, it reaches a broad audience. And this is kind of a great movie to reach a broad audience, more so than something like an Avatar or a Transformers movie, to be, or a, even a Marvel movie. I mean, this movie, I would say, is has a message to it, has themes that are important, that are of today, sadly, situations that are 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 part of our reality today it's also a movie that made a lot of self-proclaimed alpha males cry which i love that i love anything that uh makes conservatives angry because it just it like warms my heart to to see these these uh horrible people just break down over stuff that's just like it's, it's just sad it's just kind of sad uh, but that that sadness warms my heart in a way that uh, made me appreciate this movie even more. So because of its success, raise the bar. Uh, and I would say this movie did rise to the level that my bar had been raised to. It didn't blow me away, right? It did everything I kind of expected it to do, right? It does a lot of things very well. Uh, I assume at this point everybody who wants to see this movie, especially now, I mean, I don't think it's hit streaming, streaming, um, but you can purchase it video on demand, which is that's how I watched it. Uh, so I assume everybody that's wanted to see this movie has seen it uh, or will see it. I can't imagine like trying to think of who would be watching my review on it, aside from just wanting to hear my particular thoughts on this movie. Uh, I, I don't know if I would be convincing people but maybe if there are people that are still on the fence which i could see you know i, I would say this is not a movie made for me because i never a barbie kind of a guy you know um but it's still a good movie uh you know i so the people that are on the fence i could see maybe would be checking this review out maybe some people wanting to test to see my wokeness on both sides of the spectrum uh, you know, there's probably alpha males out there that will cry. I, I'm, t I'm calling it now. When I put out the clips for this episode on social media, there will be some self-proclaimed alpha males that are commenting on the video clips from private blocked or private burner accounts because that's generally the <laughs> – it's so sad how, like, how much alpha males – really have to hide their identity uh to talk shit and uh i call it now that there will be people not only t commenting on the fact that i like this movie and will be talking positively ab about it but they'll probably be commenting on my shirt for those that are listening i'm wearing probably the only shirt i have that has pink on it and i'm assuming it's pink i am colorblind um and it's a scissor bros shirt which is uh, a youtube show that's really fun but you know, if there's a lot of homophobic people in the world, uh, they tend to make comments about this shirt. Uh, and uh, I can just I they're they're just going to be crying in my comments. I can see it now. Thankfully, my comments are waterproof and their tears will not damage my comment section on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram which I don't even know why they're on TikTok. I mean, I thought that was like the devil platform for them. Um, I'm no longer on tw formally Twitter, which is now X, which is just sounds like either a place you bury treasure or a porn site. 
regardless, uh, the fragile fascists will probably be crying in my comments. Uh, but for those on the fence, I would say give this movie a watch. And uh, let's kind of get into this movie. I will get into spoilers later on. Um, I do love the aesthetic of this movie. Like, the, it really has the vibe and look and feel and production of a movie that was made in, like, the golden age of Hollywood, right? Big, big studio sets, actual sets that were built, not digital, not, like, completely CG, also not on location, really, aside from when they go to the real world. Uh, but Barbie Land itself is has a very unique look and kind of an amazing look. Um, very elaborate sets and elaborate dance numbers, which another aspect of the golden age of Hollywood, also an aspect of modern day Bollywood movies, uh, as I've been, uh, watching, especially last year, watching a lot of Indian films, uh, they still hold on to, I mean, if you've seen RRR, uh, definitely very much different than this movie but still has some amazing dance numbers as this movie does uh so you have your elaborate dance numbers elaborate sets uh just i i really did love the style of this movie the way it looked it also reminded me a lot of like toy story right you have these toys coming to life in a way i mean they're not the 3d animated toys like toy story they're not existing in the world as the toys in Toy Story did where they have to pretend to be toys when humans aren't around. But there are moments in like, I think, was it Toy Story 2 or 3 where it opens with like a Western train robbery type of a scene. And it's like you're in the world of the imagination of these toys as they're doing this thing. And that is kind of what Barbie Land is like. So there are aspects of this that kind of remind me of Toy Story. Uh, there's aspects of this that reminded me of Elf. Will Ferrell is in this movie as well. But aside from that, the idea of traveling from a imaginary world into the real world, very much like uh, Elf. Now, as far as the other aspects of that, how those worlds kind of blend in this in this movie are different. But definitely this movie had and reminded me of Toy Story and Elf, which are two all-time movies for me i mean elf one of the best christmas movies i would say one of will ferrell's best movies and toy story one of the best franchises uh definitely not of all time let alone pixar so definitely gave me those vibes which is always a good thing um and i love the themes of this movie kind of the understanding who you are loving who you are accepting who you are and understanding and knowing your own story uh, and and loving the story that you are contributing to the world and the whole idea of growth and evolving many of these characters evolve and change I mean that is the big thing of Barbie is kind of going through a massive evolution but also Ken in this movie is take a quick break from this episode that you're listening and or watching because I want to talk about something that has changed over at InspiredDisorder.com, which is my website, the website of not only the Ray Taylor show, but also of the many faces, the f paintings, the original ink paintings that I myself, Ray Taylor, paint. New paintings come out every day. I am announcing 
today. There are prints available for every painting. Limited number of prints are, are available for every painting. Every print is made by me. I scan in the original painting. I print out. I make sure everything is properly aligned and corrected and ready to go. And each print is signed and numbered. Each image, each painting is limited to only five prints per painting. So not only can you collect the original painting, but there are five limited edition signed and numbered prints that you can purchase that are printed on the exact same paper that I used to paint the original image. So you're getting high quality paper, the highest quality print that you could possibly get made by me. I don't ship this out. This isn't drop ship. This isn't some other company making them for me. I make them in house. I take the time just as I do when I make the, the original paintings, I take that same time, that same energy, that same love and care when it comes to these prints that are limited, only five, but they are numbered and they are signed and they are made by me, made on the same paper. So if the original painting is four by six, so is the print, four by six, six by nine, six by nine print, nine by 12 original, nine by 12 print. Those are the main three sizes of paintings that I do these days. Prices for the original work, $100 for the 9, nine x 12 $40 for the 6x9, and $20 for the 4x6. Now, the print prices obviously are much lower, much more affordable for collecting. If you can't afford the originals, you can afford the prints. 4x6 prints start five dollars the six by nines ten dollars and the nine by twelves are twenty dollars so you can go to inspireddisorder.com and purchase original artwork at amazing prices or prints if you if you're if i times are tough i get it trust me i know but if you want to collect my work there are many options and even the prints are of high quality and they are rare. They, are, they don't last forever. There's only five prints made for each painting. So go to inspiredisorder.com. Start collecting art today. Upgrade your walls. Elevate your space. Start Get a conversation starter. Start your art collection today over at inspiredisorder.com. Now, let's get back to this show that you're listening to right now. Maybe not the most healthy evolution, but still somebody like Ken in this movie is like a ton of dudes in my age group and probably surrounding age groups that got into the Joe Rogan podcast and dipped their toe into toxic masculinity, bro culture, alpha maledom, right? in probably the more unhealthy way. And a lot of those people, like myself, realized this is a very unhealthy way of being. Even more so when years later the pandemic hits and it's like literally one of the most unhealthy ways of living 
especially during so like even the ken character is probably the character that i relate related to the most uh and really loved the turns of that character ryan gosling's great as well so you know despite the fact that this movie is in many ways a, a very female heavy story obviously it's a female toy well, not necessarily boys can play with barbies too uh, but it's definitely a, a toy that is meant to, I mean, the opening of this movie is all about how Barbie showed women can do whatever they want. They're, it can be independent, they can work any job, they can do anything. And it's about, I mean, Barbie is obviously the titular character, Margot Robbie, massive superstar. I would say Margot Robbie, the only, one of the few uh, actual movie stars that exist today she has like this 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 element to herself that i think is just you don't see much anymore and also this movie being very much about like a mother-daughter type of relationship which the director of this movie uh greta gerwig also directed ladybird which is another movie very different movie but a movie about mother-daughter relationships which, of course, myself, you know, is, is a different relationship than a son-mother-son relationship, even. So, a lot of the main aspects of this movie I didn't necessarily relate to specifically, did enjoy. Uh, but there are elements, sp specifically with the Ken character, that I did relate to and did hook me in uh, that I wasn't necessarily expecting. I knew, you know, Ryan Gosling is a great actor, and uh, I heard, you know, he's great in this. Obviously, the the whole idea of the you are Knuff type of uh, pop culture phenomenon, the sweater piece of merch. I would not be upset if somebody were to gift me a I am Ken enough or a, I am Knuff uh, that that tie colorful tie dye looks super comfortable. Uh, sweater i would definitely rock that sweater a lot um and this movie because of you know really going back to almost a hundred years ago you know 1950s hollywood golden age of hollywood big elaborate sets big elaborate dance numbers performances right this movie is taking big swings to go back to an aesthetic and a style that we just don't see much anymore especially in American film. Also, you know, the messaging and the themes is great. The visual style is great. The production, the world building is great. Blending uh, kind of the old Hollywood style that is still going strong, as I said, in India. You know, big musical and all that stuff. Complex narratives. You know, but I would say, aside from, you know, the Ken character, didn't necessarily hook me emotionally like it this this movie didn't sink sink its claws into me as it were which is i would say a good thing you know movies can unexpectedly you know sink their teeth in and and hook me and uh for whatever reason this one just didn't quite do that despite the fact that i did like it it just didn't blow me away i guess right like i it makes complete sense why it would make as much money as it did as far as everything that it's doing but as far as me personally, it's like, I, let's just say this movie isn't going to be on my top five of the year. Which is a very short list for how many movies have come out. But 
uh, is still a movie that I, I really did enjoy and really do respect. But aside from... Uh, the, there is one moment in this, in this movie that did kind of get me. Um, but the whole mother-daughter storyline... I usually don't connect with those, so and that's a, kind of a big part of this. Um, aside from the movie Everywhere, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, which is was my favorite movie, was that last year? A great movie, a movie that is uh, the theme of mother-daughter relationships is a massive aspect of that, also very imaginative and surreal movie, similarly to this one. That movie hooked me completely uh, and, and got me very emotional in very absurd ways uh the the scene where the adult rides on the shoulders of another adult is it made me cry it got me emotional in everything everywhere there were multiple moments in that movie that got me emotional but so it can happen this movie just didn't succeed um but i do want to talk about specifics of this movie so i will get into spoilers so for those that haven't seen this movie and don't want to be spoiled on specifics of this movie uh this is your warning but if you don't care or you already seen it here we go uh this movie broke my brain a little bit uh just because of all the different things that are going not only like the different themes and messages of the film that i did love but the reality of this movie trying to understand or at least wrap my head around on some level the differences between reality the real world and how the real world versus barbie land and how they are blending and affecting each other like there were aspects of this where i'm trying to understand it and it kind of broke my brain a little bit and i know it's not necessary like just uh, i should many times just unplug my brain it's weird how certain aspects of a movie will really kind of sink in and uh i just can't get past certain things that like just don't make sense and other times i can easily let go uh but regardless i in this movie i could not let go but uh still was able to enjoy the ride despite that fact uh, the aspect of the movie where all the women are Barbie are saying hello to each other. They're all named Barbie. All the dudes are named Ken, except for one guy, uh, which I thought was funny. Uh, the fact that everybody was named Barbie and Ken and everybody said like that kind of broke my brain. That was a little bit maddening. That was a little bit maddening uh, listening to that. Just the repetition of it all, right, was very like kind of psychological torture on a, on a moment like putting myself in that reality if i were had to live in barbie land and everybody's named the same thing and they're all saying hello to each other and it's just a lot of people saying the exact same hi barbie hi barbie hi barbie hi Barbie. like it was just it was it was i was going crazy it was making me a little crazy which probably didn't help the fact probably one of the reasons why i was like well i gotta I, I gotta latch on to something so let me just try and figure out how this these worlds work but despite how much i loved uh you know 
It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it was just a little bit much. Just a little bit much. Ken, such a sad character, especially in the beginning. Uh, but also interesting. Like, clearly, I know what they're doing. You know, one of the things I, I caught on to. Uh, really flipping the gender roles in this. Ken being the how women have been portrayed especially in like the golden age of hollywood uh but even in movies today how female characters in movies are relegated to only being affected by the their love interest the the male character in the movie and they draw their complete and utter worth through how much attention is being paid to them and that's ken's character in this one really just desperate for barbie's attention and that's like that's his main thrust in life is just to have her attention uh very sad character what is up listeners of the ray taylor show let's take a quick break from the podcast that you are listening and or watching at this very moment because i want to talk about the official ray taylor show merchandise that i sell over at my website inspireddisorder.com these are images inspired by the show. These are images that are designed by me. Ray Taylor Show merch. Not only high-quality shirts, but also high-quality biodegradable phone cases. So if you're somebody that commutes, you listen to this podcast on the go, and you want to show your support, you want to show your love for this show, you can get a phone case. That's not only going to protect your phone. It's not only going to show the world that you love this show and that you support this show. But it's also a phone case that's going to be good for the environment because it's biodegradable. It's not made of plastic and rubber. It's made, about, it's made of things that will break down into the earth when you're done using it. When you upgrade to the newest of new iPhones and you get rid of it, you can rest assured that you are not polluting the environment with the phone case so if you want to show your support to the ray taylor show head on over to inspireddisorder.com pick yourself up some shirts pick yourself up some phone cases and i'm working on updating everything new designs new products all kinds of new merch for the ray taylor show so if you want to show your support head on over to inspireddisorder.com and pick up your merch now to show your support and love for the Ray Taylor show. Now, with all of that said, let's get back to that very show right now. You know, and like I said, many interesting to have that flipped in this movie, which is one of the big things this movie does well is showing that perspective in a way that dummies like me who exist in a very myopic perspective, I only have my perspective Obviously, I've opened my mind to many other things over the years and have grown and worked to grow. But it's always interesting to see those things fleshed out in a way in a movie like this movie does. You know. Uh, I do love Ken's arc, though. I do love Ken's arc. Ken, uh, dis when they go to the real world and he discovers the patriarchy, th that's like... That's very much like a young dude who had like didn't grow up with a dad, right? Like me, didn't grow up with a dad. In my 20s, really had this desire for a male role model. And discovering 
in my 30s, late 20s, early 30s, Joe Rogan, right? And that kind of being the father figure in many ways for me, right? And that is in many ways Ken going to the real world and realizing the patriarchy. But then how it all goes bad, similarly to over time, uh, seeing the further and further right-leaning of Joe Rogan. I like I couldn't it's just too much. I could like I was arguing with the host too much and needed to just unsubscribe. Like I need to be done. And then many years later, the pandemic happens and he goes full right wing conspiracy nut with uh D Warmer. But it's interesting to see Ken and how that affected him. Like him getting like all of this power realizing all this power and like even the, the the ways in which in the real world where he realizes the patriarchy and he's going to all of these different jobs just like i'm a doctor i want to work beach like all of these like that was hilarious which is almost like somebody from the 50s or even like literally in history you could just say you were a doctor Right. Like in the 1800s, 1700s and before, you could just say you're a thing. You didn't have to. There were no regulations. There were no schools. You didn't have to get a degree in a thing. You could just say you're a doctor. And you were. So it's kind of like him being transported into this new reality, um, which I thought was funny. Uh and then going back to Barbie land and throwing it, turning it into like Broville, I thought was really funny. Um, seeing all the Kens kind of being, becoming that self-proclaimed alpha male guy, right? Just broing out toxic masculinity, which leads to the Ken war, which I thought was great as well. But the one moment that did get me emotional, that got me choked up, was in the real world when Barbie goes she's going to i think she's going to mattel it's either she's on her way to mattel or she is leaving mattel but she's sitting on a bench and there's an old lady sitting next to her and she looks at the old lady and she tells her that she's beautiful and the old lady looks back at her and says that she knows got me choked up just an old lady that knows her worth that has self-confidence, that has respect for herself. And I think that, you know, that that hit me. That hit me. That that was the one moment that like that that de- definitely got me. And a big aspect of this movie is is accepting who you are, right? In the most positive ways. Not like accepting that you're relegated to being this type of a person, but like believing in yourself, being proud of who you are and what you can do. Which is something that changed when Ken went back and all the women are just trying to please all the Kens. Instead of having respect for the fact that they were presidents and doctors and lawyers and all these different things. I also love Will Ferrell in this. Which is something that I haven't said about a movie that had Will Ferrell in it for a long time. Especially a comedy for a long time. Like I really got tired I forget the the most recent one was it was like a music competition movie and Will Ferrell's like I don't know how old this dude is 50 he's old 
but like him playing these characters that are like children i just at a certain point it's like it it's enough he went on a great run step brothers probably the best of that so him in this i think it was fun he not the m- main character which is nice he wasn't too overly will ferrell he was playing somebody that is an older person so i did i did enjoy that right but still pretty much doing the will ferrell thing so it was nice that i got to see will will ferrell in a movie and it didn't annoy me although i do like he did do a lot of dramatic films which i do like all do i do think he's a good actor i just think when it comes to comedy the whole just the whole comedy trope of having old people act like children it's like we have enough of that in reality (laughs) over the past decade that's like it's not funny anymore it's just really sad to see grown-ass adults act like spoiled children in reality so i don't know this movie was a joy to watch right uh it definitely makes me want to dive into more of greta gerwig's films she she's done a lot of acting She's definitely done some directing. Uh, Lady Bird, I enjoyed, but again, the mother-daughter story of it didn't really hook me. Um, but I wouldn't mind going into seeing all of her work. I think she's only just maybe her like fourth film. Uh, she did like this, Little Women remake, and then uh, Lady Bird, maybe some other stuff. But would love to go back and see her other work, as well as uh, Noam Baumbach, um, who I've seen some of his work before, Marriage Story being one of them. Uh, so would love to die. This movie definitely made me more interested in getting into the other work that they've done in the past. Also, this movie, again, say it before, I'll say it again. Margot Robbie is 100% a movie star. Uh, I love her in this. Her as Harley Quinn is great. Recently rewatched the Suicide Squad movie, which may or may not show up on my podcast top five where I'm ranking my top five James Gunn films. Uh, but she's great as Harley Quinn. She's great in Babylon. Uh, she's just great in everything I see her in, and she is she has that quality of, like, superstar and great as Barbie in this. Uh, and I've seen... There's been mention of... Apparently, there was uh, the idea of a Barbie 2, obviously, because everything has to be a franchise. Everything has to be a universe. But apparently, they aren't interested in Barbie 2, which I don't truly believe. Uh, I, I think they're just saying that now. Just let the just see what happens with this. I, I think they just don't want to deflate it too much. And uh, But I have seen that they're considering a Ken spinoff which i'd be interested i guess i don't i don't really know how much i need to see this world again like i don't know they spoke about a lot of things in this movie and i don't know if i need more of that i think it's i think it's perfectly fine to exist how it is let these people do other things they don't have to do 10 sequels it doesn't have to be a universe like, I know Hollywood is against paying writers to write original scripts. They would much rather regurgitate stuff like Disney's whole business model has been for, like, the last hundred years. 
but like you know i'm perfectly fine with like new stuff being created that's not necessarily based on a toy or some old ip something from that was popular in the 80s or the 90s i don't need that even though some of them like this one turn out to be great i don't think everything needs to be a universe and i it's pretty amazing that this movie turned out to be as good as it did i have a, a feeling this movie was probably uh had was a script for something else that they decided to adapt to this in some way so i, I or at least that seems like that's kind of the tactic that is used in a lot of uh these movies that are kind of tied in a lot of movies about toys or just companies like the Nike shoe or the the uh, the Beanie Babies or this one coming out, Dumb Money. Like, there's a lot of, like, I don't know, like, true story, heightened comedic true story or tied into true story stuff. I don't know. It's a weird trend. But uh, after the success of this movie, it seems like Greta Gerwig could just, like, her next movie is probably going to be very interesting because it will probably be something she's very passionate about and original. Hopefully, hopefully she doesn't get roped into directing a, a Marvel movie or something like that. Like that the studio that Warner Brothers will just give her a massive check to do whatever she wants to do. So I'm, I'm happy for her success. Obviously, I want to go back and look at her other stuff. Uh, and, uh, another aspect of this movie that I really did enjoy is seeing all of the different types of toys that Mattel released in relation to Barbie, whether it's the many variations of Barbie, but like a lot of their failed ideas, like the mom Barbie that had like babies that would magnetize to her or the sugar daddy bar, the Ken or there was another Ken that had like an earring. I forget what his thing was. Even Alan is Ken's friend. It was like the only male doll. The only, the third doll, I think. Well, I guess there were other Barbies that weren't named Barbie. Like there was Skipper and stuff like that. It was kind of interesting to see how many. I mean, it's a, it's a toy that's been around way longer than I've been around. And... Uh, interesting to see how all of those things were incorporated so i would imagine uh a lot of fun easter eggs for older women that knew about all of those barbies that has a, the, like the one that had a camera and a tv screen on the back crazy stuff but i did enjoy it and uh i'd recommend it obviously if you haven't seen it already and I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Barbie. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube. Until next time, enjoy the show. Subscribe to the Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out.
Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.